Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today we're going to be talking about clean and messy endings. As you are listening to this, it is January 4th and early bird enrollment for the next program opening for From Dating to Exclusive is on January 22nd. So we're coming down to the final weeks to join the waitlist, get a discount on the next program, and get bonuses for joining. So make sure you get on the waitlist to learn more about coaching and get all of those benefits, including a free sample of the workbook that we will be using together and working from during our time together. Also, make sure to get my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. The link for that is going to be in the show notes of this episode as well. So I'll start by saying this. In all of my years as a dating coach, I've never seen a client create a desirable result from lingering communication with an ex. That can be an ex-boyfriend, it can be someone that she dated in the past, someone that she had feelings for but things didn't develop or they were unavailable for some reason. And I've been coaching people for more than five years. So I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of messy endings. I've seen a lot of lingering contact and conversation. I've experienced it myself. I've done it myself. And I've never seen that lead to the initial goal someone had for themselves and this area of their life. So let's talk about why we do it. So if the general feedback and results from this, from our own experience, and also what we probably see with other people is negative or not what we're desiring. Why do we do this? The first reason why we do this is because we hope that maybe things will change. And usually we're hoping that the other person will change. We're hoping that they become more available or they treat us in a way that we wanted them to, but they just weren't capable of it at the time, but maybe now they've grown or maybe they'll finally see how great we really are or how great we'd be together or maybe they'll just have a wave of motivation come over them or maybe the timing just wasn't right and they just needed to mature a little bit or realize what they really wanted in life. So, so many ways to hope for things to change, for to hope for somebody to change. And here's what I want you to remember about this. People show you their best work in the first year, let alone the first one to six months. If you have not seen this person's best, it's not going to get better. The thing is, I'm a coach. My whole job is about change. It's about changing your mindset. It's about changing the way that you feel and how you show up and the results that you create. And I believe 100% in people's ability to change. So the place that that comes from is that there's a big difference between just hoping that by staying in a situation longer, things will change versus someone who's actively engaged in a process of change or has had the time to change. We are not going to have a situation change by just being 
kind of involved with it for a long time while that person is not undergoing a changing process. So if they are not undergoing some sort of personal development or growth that is not just them reflecting on their own, but actively engaging with some sort of process outside of them, then that situation is not changing. The other thing about change and other people changing too is people don't change based on what we want. They change based on who they want to become. So there's a difference between someone engaging actively in a process of change because they have a goal for who they want to be and what they want to create in the world versus you hoping that by just staying engaged with this person long enough, they will eventually come to see things how you see it or come to want the things that you want just by being close to you. And here's the thing. If those things were true, if they were engaged in a process of change and they had the same desires and goals for what they want to change in the first place, like so if they have the same desires and goals and outcomes that you do, my guess is you wouldn't be in this position in the first place. My guess is you'd probably not be in the lingering messy breakup situation. You would be working things through and together. That would be the situation. So messy endings, lingering conversation, lingering contact is usually a signal that those things are not there. Okay, so what's the second reason why we do this? Why do we stay in contact? Why do we stay in light connection with people where the connection has actually not worked out? The second reason is we're getting some sort of emotional desire met. The desire for validation, maybe that we're attractive or that we are desired. For certainty, maybe our conversations with this person are predictable for hope, um, an outlook on our future that, again, things could change or that maybe we could have a relationship with this person. And of course, for connection, for someone to know us, for someone to connect with us, see us, speak with us, listen to us. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. What I want you to remember is that 0% is better than 10% because you're not being constantly reminded of the 90% that's missing. So when we are lingering in our connection with people where the connection has actually ended, that source for those needs is very fragile. And as soon as they start dating someone else or they just start to move on and let go, or some other version of them becoming unavailable, it will not only stop meeting those needs, but kind of have a reverse effect of depleting those needs. And here's my advice for what to do instead. Invest in stable sources of having those needs met. Goals, connections with others, activities that validate who you are and your presence in the world. All of the needs that you're having met by being in this lingering connection can be met through other sources. 
And those sources are more stable throughout any relationship that you have and will only add to your future relationship as well. So when you're investing in this fragile source of those needs, that will inevitably eventually stop. And then you won't have that source anymore when you're continuing on with your life and your goals, including the next relationship that you have. Whereas in the other sources like connections, friendships, family, hobbies, passions, growth, health, all of those things, they will meet those needs much more consistently, much more effectively, and continuously throughout your next relationship as well. Now, let's talk about the last most common reason why we remain in these kinds of connections. And that is, we think we can let go of this connection once we found the next best connection. We want to avoid the space in between. We want to be able to skip the process of finding the next person. We want to have our needs met in the meanwhile before we meet our next person. And that's understandable. And at the same time, being involved with someone we have complicated feelings for gets in the way of connections. First of all, we're less likely to notice them. Um, Not only like getting our needs met because we really aren't, but actually because in these messy connections, we're not getting our needs met, which is emotionally activating. And that keeps us hyper fixated on that person. So then as a result, we don't notice or pay attention to other people as much. And especially we don't notice or pay attention to other connections that feel relaxed and soothing and available. So when we are in that connection, we are not noticing people as much and we are also less likely to invest in them because our investment is already being streamed towards someone else. And you may think it's not. You may think, well, is it really if we just text once a week or twice a week or we just meet up every once in a while? But if your thoughts and emotional energy are being directed towards this person, then it's not being directed somewhere else. And often when we have another connection that's coming up, but we still have lingering complicated feelings for a connection where we've already invested some energy, then our investment will naturally go towards that because it's already built up a little bit. We already have lingering feelings there. There's already something there and it's just natural for our energy to go towards that. And so we're less likely to notice those new connections that could be really great for us, we're less likely to invest in them. And things also just get complicated down the road when you're trying to make that transition, right? So you are dating someone new and then you need to explain why it's so important for you to stay in touch with your ex or why you two are still hanging out and what the nature of your feelings are or what the nature of that person's feelings are for you. And the thing is about that, maybe you do work through that. However, 
another risk associated with that is people who are available, people who are ready for a committed relationship that's really ready to take off often are sensitive to and notice signs of unavailability. And a huge sign of unavailability is a complicated situation that they're still actively involved in and investing in. And so if someone's like, hey, I'm ready for a relationship, I'm ready for something to take off, they're often turned away and turned off by meeting someone who is still in a complicated situation from the past. They look at that and they think, okay, this isn't really the foundation that I'm going to build something on. So if we want to attract people who are available and ready to build something with us, we want to make sure that on our end, the foundation is set as well. So by saying no to staying in touch with exes where either person, whether you or the other person, has complicated lingering feelings, or especially if you have not had a decent multi-month break from talking to each other. That's the first thing I would always recommend. First, just take a big four-month step back. (laughs) And then from that space, analyze, hey, is this someone that I really should remain friends with? Is this somebody who should remain in my life? Is this someone I should reach out to again and connect with? And maybe that is on the table. But if we go straight from being into a relationship to becoming friends overnight, it just doesn't work that way. You need to have the break first before you even begin to think about that possibility. Secondarily, we're saying no to following people on Instagram that we've dated, having those lingering little, you know, I haven't been on Instagram in a while, but like liking of the stories or fire emojis or whatever, just letting go of that, setting the boundaries, especially with those people who maybe didn't really show up the best in our connections or weren't consistent. And responding to or allowing contact with guys who reach out really sparsely. So the people who really never really showed that effort to begin with, just cut it off. Let it go. Stop the contact with those people. And lastly, casual connections that really aren't casual. So I have created another episode about casual connections and Like with the vast majority of these concepts and things on this podcast, things aren't binary. So it's not like yes or no for everything. It's not always black and white. However, if you are in a quote unquote casual relationship where there are complex feelings and desires and secret hopes, that's not casual. And that can really get in the way of finding an exclusive and committed relationship. So in saying no to all of these things and having those clean endings, you're saying yes to being available for the best possible relationship. You're practicing and displaying maturity, boundary setting, and integrity, which are going to be really important qualities for your next relationship. And you're getting to your goals of the kind of relationship that you want much, much faster 
the number one thing that I see slowing my clients down from creating a relationship is messy endings. It's staying in things way too long. It's not using the five elements to make clear choices about when to move on. So the longer that you're staying in connections that don't have that potential, the longer you are postponing meeting the right person and being truly available for them. All right. Thank you everybody for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and if you're enjoying this podcast, it would be so amazing to see a review from you on Apple Podcasts. You can do so by searching for Women's Seating and Confidence Podcasts, clicking on the image, scrolling all the way down, and then you'll see the section to leave the review. I read them every day. I appreciate them so much. Thank you. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.